I'm going to ask you to take your Bibles and turn with me to the book of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians 1. I'd like to read verse 17 and 18. I, I'm, I, want, to, I want to preach. This is the, the message I want to preach today. When I hear the gospel. When I hear it. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 1.17, For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Now, according to the revelation of God's Spirit, I want you to turn to Galatians 1. But according to the revelation of God's Spirit, there is a great danger found within God's church that constantly needs to be addressed. There's a great danger. I'm going to say that again so you, in case you missed it. There's a great danger, potential, potential danger, found within the Lord's church that constantly needs to be addressed. The Apostle Paul was moved of God's Spirit to address this danger and warn God's people concerning this danger. Now, I want to read the first seven verses of Galatians 1. Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. And all the brethren which are with me unto the churches of Galatia. Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever Amen. I'm going to read in the next couple of verses, but Paul is saying, he said, grace and peace to you. God the Father and his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself, he gave himself, that's what we just dealt with, for our sins to deliver us from this present evil world. And this giving of himself for our sins to deliver us was all according to the will of God. And then Paul said to these people that he had spoken to from the Lord to them, he said, I marvel that you're so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. 
Now, Paul is addressing, we read the first few verses, he's addressing those that he is truly believes are his brethren. He's addressing believers. And his words, when he told them, he said, I marvel that you're so soon removed from him that called you by his grace. Now, let me tell you what Paul was not saying. He was not saying or suggesting that a regenerate, one that is born from above, born of the Spirit of God, born by God's will, God's power, God's grace, he's not suggesting that there is that possibility that a regenerated sinner, one truly born, I'm not talking about a mere professor, I'm talking about one born of God. He is not suggesting that that one can fall away from the hand of God's mercy and then be a final, finally be an outcast. He's not saying that. The Lord himself said, Concerning his people. John 10, 28, he said, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Now here's, here's the fact. God's people, saved by the grace of God, regenerated by the grace of God, they don't fall away. They do not fall away. They do not fall away. Why? Because they're kept. By the power of God through faith. Ready to be revealed in the last time. But obviously there was something that the Apostle Paul perceived or detected or observed that troubled him. He said, I, I marvel that you are so soon removed. Now that, that word right there, it means that you have a deflection. You just there's a there's a little change that shouldn't be there. He said, I, I I marvel, I wonder at this. I'm wondering. That 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 spirit that because of the presence of sin is is great potential. In all of us. We're all susceptible. It's not, a, it's not a complete departure. Let me tell you about the best example I can give. Hold this right here. And this is what I'm talking about. Song, Song of Solomon. Turn back to Song of Solomon. We've looked at this so many times. But we need to see it again. I marvel that you're so soon removed. That there's a deflection. That there's a... <laughs> A deviation. There's a Song of Solomon 5, verse 2. Here's the bride speaking. I sleep, but my heart waketh. It's the voice of my beloved that knocketh, saying, Open to me, my sister, my love, my dove, my undefiled, for my head is filled with dew, and my locks with the drops of the night. Now, here's, that's, that's the voice of the Lord speaking to his people. Now, listen to her answer. 
And, I, and when, when we listen to her answer, you remember this. What I'm saying is concerning Paul marveling, we're all susceptible to this. I've put off my coat. How shall I put it on? I've washed my, my feet. How shall I defile them? Now that's her answer. That was her answer. Paul, back in Galatians 1, he said, I, I marvel that you're so soon removed. That, that, that spirit of deflection, that, that spirit of disrespect, that spirit, that, you know, because of the presence of sin. And Paul warned the church to be on guard against some, some that would cause them to feed upon that spirit of deflection that's in all of us. There, there's some that would trouble you and would pervert the gospel. They'd corrupt the gospel of Christ. Now, let me tell you what God's people want. They want to be found faithful. They want to be. They struggle. They know that, that potential's there. They, they see, as Paul says, I see in me, that is my flesh, there dwelleth no good thing. I know it's there. Oh, but I need some help. When God's people come together to hear the gospel of God's free and sovereign grace, let me tell you what they want. They've got a heart that's jealous concerning what they hear, what they hear. You, you want to hear. You want to hear something that is absolutely spot on. You want to hear something that's consistent with the Scriptures. You want to be encouraged. You want to, because of the, the need that we all have. They want to hear the sweet sound of God's mercy and compassion in the Lord Jesus Christ for hell-deserving sinners because they... they perceive that spirit that Paul marveled at. I, I, I marvel that you're so, so soon removed. God's people want to hear that message that brings joy and encouragement to their soul. They want to hear that which is good news. Tell me about God's favor to me, to a hell-deserving sinner. Because I, I, I see something in me. I see that spirit. I see that spirit of, of deflection. I need to hear the gospel of God's salvation. Because I know this. I don't have the ability to keep myself up, float. But whenever a spirit is set forth, you read this, I thought about what you just read. Believe not every spirit. Don't believe everything that somebody says. I received a phone call. I, I wasn't going to say this, but I'm going to say it. I received a phone call a couple of, three, two, three nights ago from a fellow pastor. And he, he 
asked me if I had spoken to someone in particular, and I said no. And he said, well, you might get a call. They're, they're trying to make up a, a list of, of uh, all the, you know, grace preachers in, in West Virginia. And uh, he said, I looked at the list, and there was a long, he said, it was a big list, long list. And he said, I told this person that called, I said, now, I only know of four places in West Virginia. He said, I only know of four. I'm not saying that's all there is, but I only know of four. And uh, he said, I, I, would, I would say, before you put the four on the list that I know of, he said, I'd, I'd call him and ask him. And so I, I made it my business to try to listen to some of the messages on the other, of the others that were on there. And I was gravely disappointed. And I told my friend, I said, no. I said, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't want to be on that list. Don't put me on that list. Don't associate me. Why? Why? Because I listened to some. And it was a grave disappointment to me. What it was, it was a mixture. They used some right words. There were some right words that were used. Don't get me wrong. They used words that we would agree with. Depraved, used it. Depraved, sovereign, I heard that. But let me, let me tell you what I heard. There was a mingling of works and grace. It just kind of, it was just all interwoven. And when I heard that, it was a grave disappointment to me. I thought, I don't, I don't want to have anything to do with that. Whenever a message is set forth, and that message is set forth where there's an attempt. You're not going to do this, but it's an attempt to blend grace and works. That message is perverted. Paul says there would be some that would pervert the gospel. It's corrupt. It's not the gospel of God's free and sovereign grace. It's a disturbing message. A message that has no consistency. It's a message of contradictions. And brethren, we're born with a, with a, uh, a nature that's prone to wander. We're born with that. Shulamite proved it. In Song of Solomon 5, that, that's us, that's us. And I'll tell you what we need. I'll tell you the only help, the only salve of God's grace is to hear the message of the clarity of the gospel of God's free grace. Anytime I lay terms or conditions upon someone, anytime anybody does this, to procure salvation and calling it the gospel. That's a perversion. It's a perversion. And the problem is, is that that preaching permeates this world. It's, it's all over. That perversion. Paul the apostle said in Galatians 1.8, let me tell you the 
penalty, if I, I'm trying to think of the right word here, for failing to preach the gospel without any perversion and any mixture of works on my part. Let me tell you the, the penalty for that. Though, verse 8, though we are an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we've preached unto you, let him be accursed. Do you think God Almighty takes the preaching of his gospel seriously? Let me tell you what the penalty is for not preaching the gospel of God's free grace. Hell. Hell. Oh, but they're so sincere. I know they are. They mean well. No, well, in their mind they do. Accursed. I looked that word up. Devoted to the direst woe. Devoted to the direst woe. That's the penalty for the failure to preach or believe the gospel. Men who would preach such a perversion, trying to add works to God's grace, let me tell you what that is. That is the denial of the necessity of totally depending upon the person of the Lord Jesus Christ who has finished the work. When you add works, your man's works, you say that that's grace. That is a, a slur upon the person, the glory of Christ. Now, to tell people that there's no profit in hearing anything other than the gospel, I thought to myself, and this is what I want to do, finishing this message. I want to tell us all again, what is it to hear the gospel? I was speaking to a dear brother yesterday. I told him what I've told you many times before. I said, you ask somebody that's out on the street, you believe the gospel? Yes, I do. I said, okay, tell me what it is. Tell me what the gospel is. It would be to our prophet. And Paul said, there's some that would trouble you and would pervert the gospel. I'm going to tell you what the gospel is again. We all need to hear it. You've heard it before. That's okay. We all need to hear it again. What is it to hear the gospel? When the gospel is preached, and you can write this down, every message that you listen to, every message you look, just take this blueprint and just lay it right on top of that message. All right, I'm going to listen, I'm going to, listen to this message somebody's preaching, and I want to hear if it lines up with what God says about preaching the gospel. Number one, when the gospel is preached, you will hear the truth concerning God. God Almighty is the creator of all things. You know that. Now, that's going to eliminate a whole lot of false stuff we're always coming from. God Almighty is the creator. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word God. 
and all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. He's the creator. But not only is he the creator of all things, he is ordering all things. Now, this is going to be a great comfort. If not to you, it will be to me. Because as I said before, I look around and see what's going on in this world right now, this country right now. And I think, Lord, this is my prayer. I'll tell you right now. Lord, I know that this country is, deserve, is, is receiving less than we deserve, but it's only because of mercy. In wrath, Lord, in wrath, please remember mercy. But I can tell you right now, this is who God is. God is the one who is working all things after the counsel of his own will. Now, Neil, that's a comfort to me because if I didn't know that, God Almighty is the one who has the right to show mercy and compassion to sinful men. That's what he told Moses. This is God. Now, I'm going to tell you, when you hear the gospel, this is God, the creator, he who is God over providence, ordering all things, and he's the God of salvation. I will, that's what he told Moses, show me your glory. I will have mercy, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So God Almighty is God. He rules. He's not trying to be. When the gospels preach, we hear the truth about man. Now, here's, here's one right here. And we need to be reminded. Turn to Isaiah 1.5. Now this is what the Bible says. Isaiah 1, 5 and 6. This is what the Bible says about man. A man can stand up there. I, I listened to one of these messages. And when I heard these words. Now listen, everybody, God created every man with a with a free will, I thought. Isaiah 1, 5 and 6. Why should you be stricken anymore? You will revolt more and more. The whole head's sick. The whole heart's faint. From the sole of the foot even to the head, there's no soundness in it, but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores they have not been closed, neither bound up, neither mollified with ointment. When the gospel is preached, be honest with men. And don't tell them something that the Bible does not say. Romans 3, this is what the Bible says. And when you hear the gospel preached, this is what you're going to hear. You're going to hear God is God. You're going to hear man is man. Romans 3. 10 to 18, as it is written, there's none righteous, no, not one. There's none that understandeth. There's none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are 
together become unprofitable. There's none that doeth good. No, not one. Their throat is an open sepulcher. With their tongues they've used deceit. The poison of asp is under their tongues. Their mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. And the way of peace, have they not known there is no fear of God before their eyes. Now let me tell you what the Bible says about man. When you hear the gospel, man's a wreck. He is a wreck. And you leave him to himself and he'll just drink his mouth an open sepulcher. He just he feeds on death. That's what he likes. Give me the give me the evil stuff. That's what evil stuff. Whenever God Almighty, the Lord Jesus Christ, turn to John 6. Whenever the Lord was speaking to a group of folks that were following him, John chapter 6, I'm going to start in verse 63. He was talking to a group of people, and I'm still talking about man now. This is man. This is how we are. John 6, 63. Scripture says, the Lord spoke to them, and he said, it's the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. Now let me ask you something. What did he just tell them? He just told them that the flesh can do nothing. It, it, it's incapable. It can do nothing. It can do nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they're life. This is the truth. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not. And who should betray me? And he said unto them, Therefore said I unto you, No man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my Father. Now this is what man cannot do. Except it be given unto him from above. He cannot come to Christ. He cannot come to Christ. He will not come to Christ. He cannot come to Christ. Tell men the truth. Thirdly, when the gospel's preached, the truth about the Lord Jesus Christ is declared. The truth of who God is, the truth of who man is, the truth about who Christ is. The Lord Jesus Christ came into this world. Now listen. Not to make salvation he did not come into this world to make salvation possible. He came into this world to save his people. Call his name Jesus. He shall save his people from their sins. The Lord Jesus Christ came into this world to save a people chosen of God before the foundation of the world who shall be effectually called. They're going to be saved. God's going to save them. The Lord Jesus Christ came to this world as their federal head, their redeemer, 
their establisher of righteousness. We dealt with that in the last message. And he finished the work. And the message concerning him. This is what the gospel is all about. Let me show you something. I think it's Romans 1. Romans chapter 1. Turn to that. Romans chapter 1. Romans 1 verses 1, 2, 3. When somebody says, what, what, tell the gospel. God, here, listen. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. Who is the subject? Who's the glory of the gospel? The Lord Jesus Christ. What did he do? He came into this world to save his people from their sins. Lived for them. Died for them. And the way that God Almighty calls his people, 2 Thessalonians 2.13, is telling people about him, him. When you hear the gospel, if you don't hear the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ in the accomplishment, 2 Thessalonians 2, 13, 14, we're bound. How many times have we read this? That's okay. Paul said this is safe. We're bound to give thanks all the way to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth, whereunto he called you by our gospel, to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ Jesus, God's Messiah, God's Lamb. This is the gospel. He's going to save his people. They're going to come to him. John 6, 37. All that the Father giveth shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise pass out. Pass out. Pass. Cast out. I'll get it right in a minute. Salvation is of the Lord. That's the declaration of the gospel. Totally accomplished. This is a finished work. And by the grace of God, we're watching it unfold before our eyes. This is what we're doing this morning. I'm going to tell you about his glory. Tell you about his honor. I'm going to tell you who he is. I'm going to tell you what he did. I'm going to tell you where he is right now. He's in glory right now. Interceding for his people. Ever liveth to make intercession. Pleading his own merit. Pleading his own blood. When God sees the blood. He passes over his now, I know that this message flies in the face of carnal man. But this is the message that Almighty God has called his preachers to preach. This is the gospel. Turn to 1 Corinthians, the last passage right here. 1 Corinthians 9.16. 1 Corinthians 9.16. God's preachers... They're called, and they're taught the gospel, and they take it seriously. 
This is a serious thing. Stand before God's people and preach to God's people. I'll tell you the, the seriousness Paul declared with the realization of the failure to do so. Paul says, for though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of. For necessity is laid upon me. I can tell you, believe me when I tell you this. It would be the easiest thing in the world. I'm going to just be honest with you. For me to sit week after week after week and listen to somebody else preach. What a blessing. That God would send a preacher and let me hear it. But necessity is laid upon me. And if God didn't do that, I wouldn't do it, Don. I would not do it. This is too much for just the natural man. This is too much. This is too hard. You say, all, all you have to do is just, you know. Okay. Necessity is laid upon me. But listen to this. Woe is unto me. If I preach not the gospel. It is unto me. If I fail. To set forth. The pure. Gospel of God's grace. No. Don't put my name on that list. I don't want to be associated. With somebody. I don't want to be. Lumped in the group. Come out from among them. Be separate, saith the Lord. Does it matter where you go? Yes, it does. <laughs> Take heed what you hear. Take heed what you hear. God saves his people through one message, the gospel of his grace. And to mix that with works is to just cast, as I said a while ago, a dispersion on him. Bless just our hearts for Christ's sake. Amen.